What's going on, everybody? This is Ballers on Tap. I'm your host, E. Kells. Coming here with the co-host, KK. What it is, what it do, what it ain't. Whatever it means. Uh, we got a good one for you here this week. This week is nothing but college football preview. Uh, we're going to touch on the Braves here just a little bit, but we're recording this on Friday, August 31st. College games officially started last night, but uh, here we are going into the first real weekend of NCAA football. I know basically most people's favorite time of the year. Uh, we're here. Baseball's getting into full swing. NFL's just on the horizon, but today it's all about college football. That being said, KK, tell the people where they can find us. All right, go ahead. Send us a follow on Twitter at Ballers on Tap. Go ahead. Find us on Apple Podcasts, also Ballers on Tap. And for our Android friends, we even got you with a hookup. Follow us on, on Stitcher. Also, if you just want to go to our website, www.ballersontap.com. So, that being said, again, follow us, subscribe to us, rate us, let us know what beer we need to try, uh, let us know who you think are going to win the games this weekend, even if you disagree with what we say, we hope you disagree, so we get a little Twitter beef going. That being said, this is Ballers on Tap, so KK, again, tell them what we have for the on tap portion of today's show. Alright, today we got another local brewery. Here out of Atlanta, Monday night, which we tried their we tr- Dr. Robot. We tried before. their Dr. Robot, and that was one of our highest rated. I know we both like Dr. Robot a lot. This is definitely one of the biggest local breweries here. Yeah. I mean, you can find their stuff everywhere. I would say you have, I would think it's right behind Sweetwater. Yeah, it's right. Yeah, it's right there. Yeah, I would say Sweetwater is number one, of course, because, and then I think Monday night would be a close second. But anyway, today we have a pale ale, and it's called Han Brolo. Han Brolo. Yeah. So Han Solo. Yeah, 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 yeah. But as far as description, there's not really a description for the beer. Um, it does say on the can, hazy, crushable, and chewy. So does that mean the beer is going to be chewy? It might be. It might. They might leave some uh, hops in there for us. <laughs> uh, tell them, first off, this being cool because it is Han Brolo, tell them what the can looks like. Well, first off, all Monday night cans have the little ties on them and on this tie you have for one the hang loose like hand then you have a pound it hand kind of and then of course you got for the han solo you got lightsabers yeah all over the place it's a cool looking can i mean it's like this big gold border across the front with the han brolo on it and then like gold background on the ties it's a pretty cool can so, like I said, I'm, I'm a fan of the uh, the lightsabers on the tie. Um, I know it says hazy, crushable, chewy. Like I said, that that's really all it says about the beer. So, I don't really know what to expect other than that it is a pale ale. So, that being said, let's uh, let's go ahead and give this one a try. slurping it i know I, it fizzed up a lot on me <laughs> uh it's i got bad i gotta try this one again <laughs> give me i always gotta take a couple sips to me it just tastes like 
a lighter version of IPA. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's not essentially a, it's not as bitter, not as strong, but I guess that's why it's called a pale ale and not a Indian pale ale. I don't know. I mean, that's what it did. Like, it definitely tastes just like a like Sweetwater IPA that you would get. It's still good. Still yeah, good yeah, beer. it's not bad, but it's not it's not my favorite either. So yeah, it's not my favorite. Um, but it's not bad. It's a good pale ale. I mean. We, we we tend to try to rate these on what they're supposed to be, not necessarily if it's just, oh, we like them. Yeah. Um, this being a pale ale, like I said, it's not as strong or as bitter. So it's almost, I think in terms of that, not as flavorful as it could have been. But then again, they didn't try to steer us one way either. They didn't try true. to say lemon accent and and all that jazz. That's and they true. Kept, they kept it. Straight to the point, and yeah, I think if you're a fan of just true pale ales, you'll really like this. I'm more of a amber guy, or yeah, same here. I mean, I I almost kind of almost taste like orange in the background. I think it's just like the a little bit of the aluminum can. <laughs> no, no, I think I mean I think there's there's definitely that hoppy flavor with yeah. it being the pale ale. I think you definitely get a lot more of that than you do on any of the other, you know, types of beers. Um, so usually I ask you what you rate it. I'm going to go ahead and rate this one first. And again, just trying to think of a better description for the people out there. It is bitter. Like it's a, it's a true pale ale. So it is somewhat bitter. It does taste very hoppy. Um, I mean, I can taste the hops on every sip. And other than that, that's about it. There's no no additional flavors. There's no citrus, no anything else. It's like a true pale ale. Um, KK says he tastes a little bit of citrus. So I'm not tasting it as much. Um, I'm going to give it a six and a half. That's what I was going with. I was going to go six and a half. Yeah, I'll give it six and a half. Like maybe seven, but... In terms of what it's supposed to be, and a little bit of, of just how much I like it, I'm, I'm going to go six and a half. It's a solid beer. If you like pale ales, definitely go give it a try. Yeah, um, it's good. It's not something I'm going to just yeah got to prob- die to have off the shelf. I'm but, probably not going mean, to buy. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm probably not going to buy a six pack of these. Yeah, if somebody um, offered me one, I was like, yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to drink it so. now. And that's just this one, like as opposed to like the Doctor Robot. Doctor Robot is one of our best ones. I mean, that's I, our favorite. The, the fact that I still remember it here this far ahead of time the dr robot definitely stuck out to me that's one of my favorites we've had yeah what's crazy i think that was show number two i think was our dr robot was it i I remember it was it was early on yeah it definitely was and i'm still on the lookout for it it's sold out a lot of places i go uh where i was today they had some did they yeah so well this is good um six and a half again if you like pale ales then definitely go give it a try um I'll have to try some of their other pale ales. I think maybe the reason I'm not favoring it as much as some of the Sweetwater pale ales is because Sweetwater will add other flavors to it. I mean, yeah. I know the one of the very, it might have been the very first one we did was just the straight Sweetwater yeah. pale ale IPA. Um, but Sweetwater does have all types of variations of that, and those are what I'm used to. So it's not bad. I'm definitely looking forward to maybe trying some of their other variations of it, though. So, again, 
Ballers on tap, giving this one a 6.5. Monday Night Brewing, still a cool place. If you're in Atlanta, go check it out. But moving on, KK, what's been going on with the Braves this week? All right, this week in the uh, the dugout report. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to keep it sh- uh, short and sweet because we got a big college football show today. But Braves are still in the first in the East. There are three games up on the Phillies. I know we've lost a, a game and a half over the last couple of games. Kind of scuffling a little bit. The Our offense is doing well enough. But are starting pitching now, so it's almost it's been a trend these last probably about a month or so. Their offense would be on, and the then the pitching would be on, and then we couldn't score runs. So it's just one of the teams we we gotta kind of put it together. So I'm kind of waiting. I'm hoping we can uh, put together a little stretch here at the end of the season to put it all together, reel off some wins, extend this lead in the East, and make it to the playoffs. But other than that, I, mean, I just wanted to keep it short and sweet, just to let y'all know it's still. We're still in Braves country. Chop on. We're still pulling for you. I know football is about to take over pretty much all of our time. But Braves, I'm still watching. I'm still rooting. So let's just keep it up. Man, that was short. Yeah. Just keep it short and sweet. Short and sweet. Well, no input. I'll uh, disagree with you on that one. Run on sentence right there. Just end it. So dugout report. That's the brought to you by. The yeah, brought <laughs> to you by Han Brolo. <laughs> so, all right, what do you see going in this next week, though? As far as for the Braves, yeah. Well, this weekend we started a series with the Pittsburgh Pirates, three games, and then we're going to go on the road. So, we go on the road for three in Arizona Diamondbacks, who they're first in the NL West, and then we go to San Francisco play the Giants. We got three games there. We always we've always struggled on the West Coast. I don't know if it's just a Braves thing. We always struggle. So that's going to be tough. That's why we need to finish out this weekend strong. At least at at the very least a series win. I would love a sweep. That would be awesome, but we'll see how it goes. I mean, uh I know the Phillies are playing the Cubs this weekend, so maybe we can get some help from the Cubs. Kind of beat down on the Phillies. That would be nice. But also, I guess before we move on, Braves did make a couple moves. They got some guys through the waiver wire. Rene Rivera, a veteran catcher, he's going to be added to the roster. So we'll be carrying three rosters once the rosters expand tomorrow, actually. It'll expand to a 40-man roster. And we also got Lucas Duda. Might sound like a familiar name. He was with the Mets for a while. First baseman, he was with the Royals this year. We traded, traded and got him for some cash considerations, straight money. So, pretty easy. But he's just going to add more bench help. Another bat to come off. He's a left-handed hitter. I know we got Duvall in the, at the trade deadline. He's a right-handed hitter. But now we got a left-handed hitter. Just to add some depth. And that's where, what we really want. But we're not going to need depth if our front-end guys don't step it up. And I'm talking about the starting True. rotation and our offensive guys. All right. Well. That's this week, and a little looking at next week for the Braves. Now, like we said, this show is going to be all about college football preview, and that's about it. Now, we're going to get a little more in depth into what's going on this weekend, um, kind of our predictions for for you know the main games 
here going on. But before we get into that, we're going to start a little more high level. ESPN put out a list the other day of their title picks and their playoff picks for most of their college football analysts. You know, all the big names, Reese Davis, Kirk Herbstreit, Lee Corso, Desmond Howard, Todd McShay, Marty Smith. I mean, it goes down the list. And me and KK thought this was the perfect jumping point to start looking ahead to this college football season. Let's start high level. Look at some of these picks. These guys are already looking towards the end of the season and see what we agree with and what we don't. Now, starting off, let's just go with the obvious. So, right right off the top, all these analysts, they're listing their title picks. KK, looking at the title picks, are you surprised with the one that got the most votes? No, I'm not. So, a little backstory. There's 42 experts. So, as far as pick. Well, actually, yeah, 42 experts. 44? 43. 43. 43. There's 43 experts <laughs> that pick these. Then they all pick the playoff, the four playoff team, and they all pick the title, uh, the title winner. So, of course... Well, actually, maybe not, of course. It might surprise some people. So the, I, I was the, a little surprised. The team that got the most picks this year with it, 23. Because it wasn't as close as I thought it'd be. Yeah. That's why. It, 23 out of 43 picks went to Clemson. So they got the most picks. And Alabama came up second with 14 out of yeah. 43. Now so that's, I, a, that's a nine people difference. I thought it might be between those two schools. I thought it'd be a lot closer than 23 to 14. Definitely. So then you start looking, well, let's round off the top five. Coming in at third with three picks are dogs. Which, no coincidence, we both have UGA shirts on today. It, it was National College Colors Day. So, yeah, Georgia, we got three picks, which I love that, of course. Wisconsin got two picks, and this, this last one, one lost threw me. me off. All threw me all the way off, but it doesn't surprise me at all who picked this. That's that's what I'm saying. It threw, I think it threw everybody off. And then when you look at who actually picked it, it made sense. Yeah, if it was Michigan, and of course Michigan alum Desmond Howard picked them to win the title. Clearly, and it's funny if you go through all these logos through everybody's list, you're just like Michigan. Yeah, it's like, it, it, doesn't even, it doesn't even fit in. I mean, to me, it's kind of almost embarrassing because. It shows he he wasn't taking this that serious. I th- I think it shows he just had a lot of bias, and uh, wasn't really re- doing it as a reporter for ESPN. But hey, that that's his pick. That's his pick. Um, and then I thought this was interesting too, in terms of people who've just picked playoff picks out of these forty three. All forty three have Clemson in the playoffs somewhere, mm-hmm. and then forty of the forty three have Alabama. So that means three of the people on this list don't have Alabama making the playoffs, even though they made the playoffs last year without even winning their division. Because to me, that showed me there's not much Alabama can do to not make the playoffs. I think that means they just have to completely blow the season for them to, whatever reason, not make it in the playoffs. I mean, what do you think? Yeah, you you have to win the... Which you look at a couple years ago, Nick Saban was saying 
You, you have gotta, to win it. You got to win your conference to get in. And he didn't. Well, now, of course, when he's in the other other side of the argument, he's lobbying for his team, which, I mean, at the end of the day, I still think they got it right. They did. Because it is the better team. That's why I'm, 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 I'm almost surprised 43 people didn't have Alabama. Only 40 people had Alabama in there. I think it might just be kind of uh, Alabama hangover. Like, you're just kind of tired of it. Yeah, but we've been talking about that for the last 10 years. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, we're already past I that. I mean, hell, I've been sick of that since high school. But I, I think a big thing in with it, though, too, because the three people who left off Alabama, they picked Georgia in the playoff as far as took Alabama's spot. Now, we do have someone here that says Alabama and Georgia will make it again, like kind of how last year. So I, th- I think what it is is people kind of – Falling off the Alabama bandwagon because of the way Georgia's rise, yeah. taking some of their their recruits, pretty much the tide's kind of shifting. No mm-hmm. pun intended. Now, I do think it's surprising. You look at kind of the the big players, right? Reese Davis, he still has Alabama winning it all. Kirk Herbstreit still has Alabama winning it all. Todd McShay, Sean McDonough, they have Alabama winning it all, but. You know, kind of the godfather of college game day, Lee Corso. You see who he has winning it all? I do. What, what do you think about that pick? Wisconsin. Um, I think they'll be good this year. I mean, they're one. All they had to do is win the Big Ten championship last year, and they would have been in it. They definitely would have took Alabama's spot. But I don't, they're supposed to be good this year. We'll see. But that Big Ten's tough. I mean, I know they're on the weak side of the, the Big Ten, but they still got to play. Either Ohio State, Michigan State, Penn State, or Michigan. They got to play one of four of those teams in the Big Ten Conference title. And if they win that, they'll be in. It's pretty pretty simple. Another thing I just saw, Desmond Howard, we know we made fun of him for picking Michigan. He picked West Virginia to be in the playoff <laughs> yeah. this year. That really just threw what, me off. What the hell is he doing? <laughs> I don't know. Like, what is he doing? I mean, he, might, he might be on to something. But nah. I doubt it. Nah. There, so there's another school I see up here that's getting consistently in the playoffs that I think would be really fun if they made it there. You know who I'm talking about? Is it Washington? Yeah. Yeah. Washington's on here people, a lot. A lot of these guys are having Washington making the playoffs. And not going to lie, it'd be that'd be fun to see. I think it'd be good good for the school too um but again i'm just looking at kind of the the big ballers in this reese davis you got alabama winning it all clemson in the playoffs washington in the playoffs and then he's got actually wisconsin Mm -hmm. kirk herbstreet he's got bama winning it all clemson in the playoffs washington in the playoffs but then also penn state you see penn state making it that far Maybe I just don't. I just think it's so tough for them. I mean, look, look at that side of their the Big Ten, all in the same division is Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan State, and Michigan. They're all in that same division, and you just end up beating yourself up. Yeah, which has been a problem with the SEC in recent years. You just kind of beat yourself up, and then yeah, you really might have the better team, but you have one or two losses because you're constantly in a battle every single week. So yeah, I just think they'll beat themselves up. They yeah, they could make it. They could uh 
beat out Ohio State because I think that's that's the real competition in the Big Ten to me is Ohio State, even though the whole urban mess. But I still think the level he recruits and the players that he gets and that just that name brand that attracts players to that university, they got tons of talent. And they're, clear, they're by far the team to beat for me farther than the Big Ten. So now I see Ohio State on here a good bit. Yeah, Ohio State's With all, all the... The recent controversy, everything that's been going around, you think they they kind of just play through that? Yeah, I think they'll be all right. I mean, I just don't see it be, being that big of a deal. Yeah, it's uh they don't play any huge games without Urban. I think they they play TCU in week three, so that'd be a, that'd be a big one. But other than that, I think they play a couple cupcakes the first two weeks. They play Oregon State this week, which yeah. that won't be a problem. I think they'll be all right. And what, it's one of those things. Once football season starts, that that's what especially these players and the coaches that are still on the staff. That's what they're hoping for, just to get the season underway yeah. to kind of get this move past them. So now we can talk about football. Mm-hmm. But if you want to talk about football, tell your boy Urban to start releasing a statement every yeah. Friday. So which I won't get on that later. But. I do. I do think. Yeah. That was a little weak response, but uh, yeah. like I said, we'll get into that a little later. Um, I do see a pick on here from Todd McShay. Todd, 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 Todd. He's got Stanford in the playoffs. How you see Stanford doing this year? I don't think they're a playoff team. They're, they're the second best team in the Pac-12 behind Washington. So, if you can – pull off an upset against Washington, then yeah, maybe. You still got Oregon, you still got USC, and I really like UCLA. I, I'm interested to see how UCLA does this year, getting Chip Kelly over there. But they could make it. I mean, I guess he's assuming that they beat out Washington for the Pac-12 championship, and they have somewhat of a regular, undefeated regular season. At the most, one loss you can sneak in. But it really depends on how these other teams do. Yeah. I mean, you look at you look at last year. There's a lot. There's a lot more parity as far as almost everybody had one loss. Mm-hmm. So you're able to allow. I, I thought last year was the first time in a while that the committee actually had to really make, think on it. It wasn't yeah. a clear cut. Okay, these four teams are it. And granted, like we said, like they made the tough decision to put Alabama mm-hmm. in the playoffs, even though I was kicking and screaming for them not to. Honestly, because I didn't want Georgia to have to see Alabama. <laughs> I was like, we won the SEC. We got away from them, but we know how that went. So, yeah, I, I do agree. Last year, there was some parity, and that's when the committee actually came into play, to me, really for the, the first first real time to make, make some tough calls. Well, yeah, because if you look back, if Auburn beats Georgia in the SEC championship game, they're going to the playoff, and they would have had two losses. They would have been 11 and 2 going into the playoffs. So there's just a lot more parity this uh, last year because almost everybody had a loss. So uh, there was a lot more scenarios that could happen, which made it more fun. A lot more lobbying for your team, mm-hmm. as we saw. So going into this, like I know some people have Georgia and Alabama in it again. Well, let's say Georgia and Alabama are 1 and 2. Okay. They're both undefeated. They head into the SEC championship game. Let's say one of them loses. Well, see, that's that's where I think 
I don't think they can both make it in if I'm, they both make it to the SEC championship game. I think if Georgia plays Alabama in the SEC championship, if it's just those two teams, the winner of that goes regardless as they yeah. as they should. And I don't think the loser gets a shot. See, I, I think the scenario has to play out like last year where, oh, one of the teams had such a great year, but for whatever reason they didn't make it to the conference championship. And then you can look at them as not taking that big loss, but they didn't make it to the championship game. I don't I cannot see the option where both teams play the conference championship and they both get into the playoffs. I think you have to have a perfect storm like last year where for whatever reason one team doesn't make it in the championship, but it's they still look like a, a great team. Okay, so yeah, Georgia and Alabama were under they're both undefeated, twelve and zero. So one of them loses. But the teams number three and four and even five behind them are also undefeated. So that one lost team isn't going to go to the playoff. It's it's it sucks because your only game you lost was in your championship game. But if there's three other undefeated teams behind you, they're going to put four undefeated teams in there. Yeah. And they should. And then back to your scenario. Now, let's say you do kind of have that perfect storm like last year where both your teams are undefeated. One loses. So you have one loss. But the teams behind you at three, four, five also have a loss, maybe two. You can still sneak in. And especially because it is the SEC. It's, it sounds good for the committee. It's like you don't have that kind of – because suppose they, they look like week to week. Mm-hmm. Like once that week's over, everything passed like behind. It's behind. It's in the past. They don't look at that. But to be honest, Alabama got in last year because oh, yeah. they're Alabama. Oh, yeah. I don't buy it. Because you, you just know – and they made a right choice. I, hell, the whole country knew that Alabama was a better team than Ohio State. We all did. But it's always going to be in their head. And Alabama's earned that right. They got a, a dynasty going on over there. And that's where I hope Georgia continues to be on this rise. We'll get some of those calls. Just knowing. But you get, you don't get those calls until it's about oh, yeah, five yeah. Now, years. Now, I'm not saying we're going to get one this year. Four years consistent. Um, let me ask you this again. Still, still looking at this ESPN list of, of 43 of their college football experts predicting the playoffs. Um, and again, we kind of talked about Desmond Howard, but I mean, Desmond Howard's not the only guy. There, there's a couple other people who have Michigan in the playoffs. Okay, so there, there's a few people on here who have Michigan making the postseason. Do you feel? Do you think Harbaugh is on the hot seat this year? That's a good question. Because uh, whatever option you pick, I feel like there's a devil's advocate answer against it. I just don't. I don't think he's on the. He's on the hot seat to win. But as far as if he doesn't win this year, if he goes seven and five, eight and three, eight and four, something like that, I don't think he's going to be fired. I think. And yeah, yeah. Let He's me clarify. Not on the hot seat because let me clarify. I don't even mean like win the championship. I'm just saying make the playoffs. Like like a lot of these people well, have. They're not going to make the playoffs this year. I tell you well, that right now. But you can go ten and two and not make the playoffs, and that's a damn good year. But I think he's on the hot seat, or not on the hot seat, is because the fans and the the university 
they went all out to get this guy. They've backed him with everything. And he's been able to get pretty much any player he wants but around is, the country. This is going into what? Is this the fourth year? They don't they don't want to believe it. They don't want to How, what year is this? It's the fourth or fifth. Fourth. Yeah. I think. But he hasn't been relevant. Well, he wasn't re- the team wasn't relevant last year. They had a bunch of injuries at quarterback, but you still gotta win. And but I think they just they're so in love with Harbaugh, which I feel like everybody is. Everybody talks about how good of a coach he is, but what is he what has he done? So yeah, to answer your question, I don't think he's on the hot seat to get fired. I just think he's on the hot seat to really win some games. Like but if they then, if they went seven and five this year again, he's not going to get fired next year. He won't. Because for one, so then you're saying he's not on the hot seat. Because yeah, I mean, he, yeah, he's not he's not on the hot he's seat. got his job no matter what. Yeah, I think he does. Okay, unless they just have some like three and nine, and then now yeah, you're looking. Come on, man. I think. Almost the exact opposite. They went all out to get this guy. There was all the hype coming in. I'm a big proponent in giving college coaches about three years to really get their program and looking how they want to get it. And like you just said, this last year, they were more irrelevant than his first couple of years at the school. And yeah, granted, there's injuries and everything, but to me, Harbaugh, okay, this team went all out to get him and it was a big media circus and he's been doing all this aggressive recruiting and you know going down to the satellite camps and pissed off a lot of the sec people for for doing the satellite camps down here and trying to get southern players and i don't know i feel like there's gotta be some kind of pressure when you come in with that high of expectations and then don't perform there there's pressure on you right yeah there's definitely pressure but at the same time the the counter argument to that is kind of well then who are you going to get say and that I do agree with you I don't think he's going to lose his job or anything because at the end of the day who else is better that's out there that's yeah, floating like around like if there's a big candidate out there then yeah you yeah. would if I was Harbaugh I'd start and that about that was always my him. argument about the getting rid of Mark Rick I'm yeah. like well who are we getting that's better yeah and I I do think we found like one of the few guys who who is better than what Mark Rick was was doing. So Michigan, I don't know if they're they're gonna find that guy right off the bat. If they were to get rid of Harbaugh, I don't think he's going anywhere. I just kinda wanted to get your opinion because it does feel like it's getting a little stale in terms of there's all the hype around it. Um okay, Ohio State finally has this huge rival. I think that's what everybody's looking to. I don't even think they have to have a great season. I think it's can they beat Ohio State? And that's what everybody looks at. So, Harbaugh, yeah, I don't think he's going anywhere. I really just wanted to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, I, th- I think it, it's building up, though. I think you'll see here in the next couple of years that pressure really starting to build up on Harbaugh if they don't start performing. That being said, let's take a little break. Let's jump into that time of the week. It's time for the... Hangover of the week. Hangover of the week. So, everybody knows about the hangover of the week. It's that story that we're tired of hearing about. Uh, Makes us sick. We go over it every week. But hold up. We said this week was going to be a college football preview. And that's what we're going to do. 
So actually, this week, there is no hangover of the week. KK, let's keep the ball rolling, and let's keep talking college football, man. Yeah, we're, we're getting rid of the hangover by popping the top. Again, you wake up at 8 o'clock in the morning with a hangover, just pop the top. Hair of the dog keep, right here. <laughs> we're going to keep it rolling. So let's move on. All right. First, we got to start off with their dogs. Big game tomorrow, I guess you could say. <laughs> it's a big game because it's opening. It's the opening day. Opening game. You know, Sanford's going to be rocking. We play Austin P, the Governors, out of the FCS. Anything you really want to see tomorrow? Anything uh, all, that you're all, looking forward to? To be honest, and it's going to sound stupid, all I want to see tomorrow is nobody getting hurt. Yep. Yeah. That's all I want to see. Yeah, I just want to... I just want to see them on the field because I'm tired of watching replays or stuff and watching old games. Yeah, I just want to see them on the field and see how our young freshmen do, including um, I know Justin Fields. He'll get on the field tomorrow. He's not going to start, so Jake Fromm's going to start. But I'm just excited football's back. I just want to see him on the field, see how he play because I don't want to look ahead, but I'm going to look ahead. Next <laughs> week we got South Carolina. That's what I'm worried yeah, about. Yeah, that, that's the real game, so – yeah, I'd like to I'd like to see us get out to a quick lead, which I think we will. Yep. And then yeah, I'd, I'd like to see let's pull Fromm out early. Let Fields get some playing time. It's a win-win situation. Fields mm-hmm. gets on the field, one keeps him happy, two gets him some some true NCAA experience, and you're also keeping Fromm healthy for the next week. Now also I one reason why I don't think we'll see a lot of Justin Fields is because of South Carolina's next week. And you kind of want to keep his plays, his formations. That's true. Kind of under wraps. So South Carolina can't study for it. But we'll see. I think Justin Fields will play, but I think it won't be any uh, wild wildcat formations. I think he'll just come in and play quarterback. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like one of those. I agree. Yeah, next week, that's when we're going to throw him in there on maybe a, who knows, First down, just to throw off the defense, or yeah. maybe a third and short, put him in there. Wildcat uh, defense doesn't really know what's coming, so yeah, this week he'll if he does get playing time, it's going to be just standard Georgia football. All right, so the spread's forty three and a half. Does Georgia cover forty three points? Um, that's a lot of points. That's a lot of points. I think we do. Oh wow! <laughs> I think wow, we man. do. I don't think we do. I think we win by about twenty five. No. 30. No, because I think even you pull the starters, the second string players are still gonna be hungry. They sh- they should, yeah. Because one, that's their chance to to get some playing and time. For one, it's game one, like nothing's set in stone. Yeah, and you know that game one feeling of you've been in spring ball, and then you're in summer workouts, and you haven't really gotten to hit, hit anybody. anybody. You're just been doing the same thing. Here's your chance to finally go out and and get some get some aggression out. So. Yeah, I th- I think they cover well, forty three is a lot. Like it's thirty thirty five, I'd be like, okay. Because <sighs> you can you get you think about it, we could win forty two to zero, and it's not and covered. Not cover. Yeah, it's a lot. I don't know. I say forty point spread. All right, so go dogs! I'm excited to tune in tomorrow at three thirty. So our next game, another one at three thirty, played here in the bins, part of the Chick fil A kickoff series that they do every year. Number six, Washington, and number nine, Auburn. To me, this is the best game of the weekend. I totally agree with you. Um, 
I mean, even just looking, I guess you'd call it stats wise, they're the two closest in terms of ranking. It's, yeah, it's definitely only the only top ten matchup. Yeah, I think it might be the no. There's a couple other ranked matchups. And but. what's what's exciting too is this is another game. That list we were just talking about of the experts picking their their playoff predictions. Um, a lot of people had one of these two teams in their playoffs. Yeah, this is this game has big playoff implications too. It's if anybody listened to the show last week, at the end of the show, we had our our college football versus NFL argument, and your argument was the college football every week matters. This is a tough game for both of these teams. Because coming out game one, this game could almost make or break either one of their seasons. Yes, and I think if Auburn loses tomorrow, they're not as left out. I agree. Auburn still, they're still Auburn, Georgia. Auburn still, has a chance to beat you know Georgia, Alabama. Yeah, I think that's always the game for Auburn season. If they beat Alabama, because it's always right at the end of the season, they beat Alabama. Boom! It puts them in a whole other stratosphere. Yeah. I, I totally agree with you on that because Washington, we were just talking about Washington and then what, Stanford? Yeah. If Washington loses, I think it's it's open season for Stanford to to really take advantage. Yeah, or you might not even make the playoff at all as far as Pac-12. Not even That's have true. a team from That's your conference. Because if Stanford has just a so-so season. They're not putting you in. Yeah. <laughs> but also if Washington, let's say – you only lose to Auburn, but then you'd almost be Auburn fans for the rest of the year. Hope they are a great team. So if that's your only loss, looks better on you. But then again, that's way down the line. We're talking about week one, but it's, it's definitely a bigger game for Washington to win. Yeah. So saying all that, who Which, you got? Washington and Auburn. It's a very intriguing game. Man. Both have great offenses. People are going to get mad at me on this because, oh, you're a Georgia fan. You're supposed to be SEC. I already know where you're going. <laughs> I got to go Washington. I think just because they're they're kind of the team this year. I mean, a lot of people are having them in the playoffs. They have more hype around them. Not like I just live and die with, with the rankings, but, I mean, Washington is ranked number six to Auburn at number nine. And like you said, this is a huge game for both of them, but Auburn could probably take the loss and still recoup it Recover. over the season. Um, I think Washington just – they've got the hype around them this year, and I, I think they come in week one just a little more fired up. It's a huge game. Both have great offenses. Auburn's defense is phenomenal. Washington's defense is great as well. Yeah, I don't I don't think either is running away with it. Yeah, it's going to be a close game, but I I think Auburn will take this. I think their defense is a little bit too much. Ooh, so you think Auburn? Um, yeah, I, their de- their defensive line, man, all of those guys are going to the NFL. So I think it's just one yeah, of those that, things they just get outpowered. To which, be honest, though, that's every SEC team, man. They're, well, I mean, Washington was in the playoff a couple years ago they, when they played Alabama, and they were in the game somewhat, but you just get ran down when you start playing these big SEC teams. So I think it would be close for three quarters, maybe three and a half quarters, and then Auburn scores late well, to kind of pull away. You'll be happy to know your boy, your favorite player, does agree with you. My um, favorite player? Yeah. Tim Tebow did predict oh. Auburn beats Washington as well. So, again, I can, I'm can. i not saying I don't see Auburn winning. I think Auburn has a real chance at winning. I think this is a very close game. 
But like I said, I just I think Washington has a little more to them, and this is their entire season. And I I think the players know that going in. You know, one kind of well for me for us, it's a fun fact, funny fact. Auburn has lost their last two games, and they've both been in the bins. They mm. lost to Georgia, us, in the SC Championship game, and then they lost to UCF in the Peach Bowl last year, oh, yeah. also in the bins. Oh, yeah. So this could be three losses in a row, all in the same stadium. Auburn needs to stop, <laughs> stop scheduling these Mercedes-Benz Dome games. So, yeah, so we're, we're splitting on that. Um, let's make it interesting. Yeah, well, I, I say, I say, we th- let's let's throw. Throw some, throw something on it. What, what are you betting on Auburn? Parker's drink? <laughs> no, um, I bet ten down on it. Ten? Yeah, I bet ten ten dollars down. Ten dollars down, big baller right here. I'm trying to think. I say we make it more interesting than that. Let's not do. <laughs> let's not do money. Okay. Let's bet a a new Georgia hat. You willing to do so that? So one of us have to buy buy a new hat? A UGA hat. Okay. Yeah, well, all right, we'll do we'll we'll put a a UGA hat on it. All right, you got Auburn, I got Washington. Yeah. We'll shake on no it. No spreads or anything. All right, we're shaking on it right now, which is everybody knows that's what what makes yeah, a bet a bet. Straight straight up money line pick. Just yep. I got Auburn. Auburn. It sounds bad too cuz I'm picking Auburn, but I would love to see Washington win as well. <laughs> Well, but see, now that we got some on it, to be honest, I I wouldn't mind seeing Auburn win. I mean, I don't care too much about what's going on SEC West. Yeah, to be honest, like I I want Georgia to handle the East. We'll worry about the West in the championship game. So I wouldn't mind seeing Auburn win, but I think Washington takes this one. We also, it's not a blowout though, right? It's pretty no. close game. You, I think you're thinking it's more of a blowout than I think it'll be because you said it'll be close for three quarters. I think it's gonna be close for no. I, I mean, they'll, they'll score late to open up maybe like a two-touchdown lead or something. But it's going to be close the whole game. Yeah. Yeah, this is the game to watch. 3.30 p.m. on ABC. Huskies, Tigers, number six against number nine. Uh, coming out week one, that's tough. I mean, your your season's on the line week one. All right. Our next game we're going to talk about. It's not a huge game on the radar, but we do have um, a couple listeners that are fans of this team that I'm about to mention that I growing up, I didn't really hate as much as I do now, just because of the fans we're going to talk about another three thirty matchup on CBS number 17, West Virginia versus the volunteers of Tennessee. So um, I want to keep this one. Yeah. Keep this one quick. I don't think it's going to be close to be honest. Um, West Virginia has a great offense. They got real Greer. I know he got caught taking steroids some years ago, but he's back. It's in a neutral site, so they're not going – supposed to level out the playing field a little bit, but I just think West Virginia – hell, we saw, we saw him on the previous list. They are on a couple of people's playoff pick. So, I just don't think it's close. Jerry Pruitt, I do think he will be a good coach in the long run, but it's a tough game for him to open up his coaching career. Yeah, I, I agree so, with you. Um, I didn't know which way you were going to go on that because you're the one that used to rock the, the Tennessee shirt. I, I, that's when my dad grew up in Tennessee. So it's one of the, I never really had a problem with him growing up until you just get so diehard Georgia. And, yeah. then, and then shout out to hold the gold on Twitter. Yeah. That's holding. I think your future is bright, but as far as right now, I'm just not really, uh, really seeing it 
seeing this uh, week one win against West Virginia. Yeah, I don't, I don't think this one's a close game. West Virginia runs away with this. Tennessee. They win by at least two touchdowns. Tennessee's been rebuilding for years now. And every year I have to hear about how this year they're going to wipe the floor with everybody. All, all Tennessee has going for them is their gray uniforms. Which and they actually got rid of. So, <laughs> they <didn't even laughs> so they don't got that going for them now. So Tennessee, good luck in the future. But, yeah, this this year isn't it. West Virginia, I, I agree with you, 14-point spread at least on that one. Um, I want to ask you about this. Virginia Tech, Florida State. So it's another one just looking at the standings. You got Virginia Tech 20 at number 19, Florida State. So I think this is the only other ranked matchup of the week. Oh no, we have no. We, one get, as well, we got Miami yeah. and LSU. We got we got a couple. Oh well, anyway. So this this is our Labor Day game. This is on Monday night. This is gonna be a pretty damn good game, I think. Um, you got Willie Taggart coming in at his first game at Florida State. Got number twenty Virginia Tech coming into town. Got to go to Dope Campbell Stadium, so that'll be a tough environment to play. I know they got DeAndre Francois back for Florida State. So just looking at this game, whew. it's weird. I think this is a, like I said, this will be one of the more entertaining games. That means absolutely nothing. <laughs> it's just in terms of, I think everybody is picking Clemson to run away with it. So none of these teams stand a chance to do anything. Yeah, that, But it will be good football, and that's all we can really ask in week one. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a great game. Oh man, I don't know how. Could I like the way Virginia Tech's going? Where they, uh, Justin Fuente's leading that program, but I think I got to take Florida State on this one. Um, they still got questions about their O line. I know it's been terrible the last couple of years, but we'll see what Willie Tiger's doing. He's been able to re- recruit well the short time he's been there. Uh, oh man, Virginia Tech—they always have a good defense. Yeah, I, I'm gonna have to go Florida State. Because it's at home. So, I'd say Florida State by field goal. Who I don't know. I'd, I'd go Florida State, just barely squeaking by. Um, but, honestly, this one could go either way. I'll take Florida State. Man, really just because – like, I'll even just give it to them home, like home field advantage. But, yeah, I'll go Florida State on this one just barely. So – that's that's gonna be a fun one. Um, both agreeing on that. What are you looking at? Sunday, seven thirty. Miami and LSU. Our man Mark Rick down there at Miami. I think I still like him, maybe a little more than you do. <laughs> but I'm still a Mark Rick fan. What are you seeing, Miami LSU? I think this is gonna be a fun game too, just because it's ACC SEC. Miami had that incredible year last year. <coughs> Excuse me. Almost made it to the playoffs. LSU, been kind of stumbling, kind of stumbled last year, but they think they got a quarterback now in the Ohio State transfer. But I think Miami wins this one by a couple touchdowns. I do. I mean, LSU, they're going to have that great defense, but I think Miami's a little bit too much. I still do not like Miami's quarterback. God, what's that guy's name? I almost said Terry Rozier. (laughs) (laughs) I had NBA in the brain. Malik Rozier. I do not like that quarterback, but I think Miami has enough to get it done. And talking about Miami right quick, I I do believe they'll win tomorrow, and I think they got a pretty good team, but I think they're one of the most overrated teams as far as in the top 10. 
being ranked number eight, I do think they're overrated. I know one of our listeners, he's a big Miami fan, uh, Chris Wilson, a.k.a. 2-1. But I just don't see much out of Miami. I think a lot of games last year, they got kind of lucky. I mean, they got a lot of timely turnovers. Their offense was never great. But we'll see. I mean, I say this every week. The best thing is we get to watch it play out. And that's the most fun thing about it. So, keeping all that said, I think Miami wins by a couple touchdowns. Yeah, I agree. I don't think this one's really that close. Um, I'd like to think it'd be closer just because LSU's a SEC school and they're supposed to be so tough. But I think Miami is is fairly put together for this game. Um, Miami wins by at least a touchdown. This isn't coming down to a field goal or anything like that. Uh, to be honest, you're saying this this Miami team is overhyped. I don't think they're overhyped. I think I think they're ranked kind of right where they need to be. It it's hard to explain. I think they're ranked right where they need to be. And if they perform this year and they play solid and they win the games they're supposed to be, I think they stay right where they are. I think they stay around that seven, eight, nine spot in the rankings. Now, if they, as soon as they lose, they're going to drop off hard. Does that make sense? That I think no matter how, how well they play, they're going to stay right around where they are. But if they start, start losing, it's going to fall. They're going to drop off really quick. Like, I don't, I don't think there's a hype around them to, overperform and and really rise through the ranks. Oh, okay. I, I don't think they're yeah. moving. I don't think they're moving too much farther up in the ranks, despite how they play. But I think they'll fall really quickly. Yeah, it just depends on how they play. I mean, yeah, if, they, if, they're, just, if they're blowing people out, like they're the right. They're not doing that. They're exactly. not. Yeah, they're, they're not they're blowing not people out. So I think they're they're. I think they're ranked correctly at about number nine. I think they'll finish the season between nine and twelve. In ranking, yeah. So that's my thought. I'm, and again, I still kind of hope for him because I, I'd love to see Mark Rick go down there and, and perform. And like I said, I mean, they, they, they have solid pieces, so they're gonna win this, this one out for sure. All right, last two games you, I want to get to before we wrap it up. For one, we talked about them earlier. Number fourteen, Michigan, and number twelve, Notre Dame. This is a very good game as well. It's played at. Notre Dame. Two two coaches, like we said, kind of on the hot hot seat. Brian Kelly hadn't been really able to report, perform at Notre Dame ever since Mantateo yep. and his imaginary girlfriend. But I think Michigan wins this one. So you'll Which be happy I, I, to know again your favorite player. You all agree again? <laughs> Tim Tebow picked Michigan. Yeah, I'm actually reading his picks. That's what I'm, that's what I'm basing it <laughs> off of. But anyway. Uh, yeah, I mean that that's not true. I'm just off the top of the dome. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I don't like Jim Harbaugh. I never have. Uh, I think he's kind of arrogant. I'm the he, opposite, man. I, I liked him for a while. Heck? I liked him in the NFL. I like I, I like Kaepernick him. back in the day. I liked I liked Harbaugh in the NFL. Um, I don't know. No, nah, and I liked him. Seems- he, he was kind of sticking it to Saban when he first came into the league. He's like, look, man, you're not as hot as you think. Because Harbaugh had success in the NFL that Saban didn't. So I yeah. think he came into the into college. And he wasn't phased by Saban one bit. And that's why you had Saban complaining about these satellite camps and and all that. So I kind of respected him for that. 
Um, I mean, yeah, he's quirky and he's out there and he's Mr. Wear khakis all the time, but <laughs> I mean, he, he is what he is. I'm not like a huge fan, but I don't, I don't mind him. Um, you said we were talking about the hot seat. I mean, I've, I've talked to some Notre Dame fans and Brian Kelly's stick is starting to wear on him. Oh yeah. They're, it it would have been last year, but they had a good year last year. They went 10 and three. <clears throat> yeah. And that's all you can ask for is performance. But I, I've heard some Notre Dame's fans saying, okay, if, if nothing happens this year, not saying they have to win it all, but if they have a subpar year this year, let's just switch it up. It's, I think it's one of those situations not necessarily doing anything wrong, but sometimes, I mean, we know sometimes you just need a culture change to, to shake things up. That's true. So we both got, no, wait, who'd you pick? I didn't pick it. Oh, I thought you, you got Michigan. Yeah, man. I hate to agree with you, but I got Michigan. <laughs> I'm just, I'm not sold on Notre Dame, man. No, I'm not. I'm I not. Did. I feel, I, like this, I feel like this happens every other day. Yeah, Notre Dame's ranked number 12. You were just complaining about Miami being ranked at 8. And I thought, eh, that, that's that's fair. They're probably 8, between 8, 9, maybe up to 12. They're in that range. Notre Dame, I just, every year, like you said, I feel like they're ranked high up. And then if they they fall down, it's not a huge story. But then if they kind of keep playing how they're supposed to be playing, oh, my God, Notre Dame's the best thing since sliced bread. So I don't think Notre Dame is a number 12 team. Um, I think that's more of a pedigree pick because of who they are than looking at the actual team. Something I just noticed kind of, I mean, it's related to the game, but seeing all the, the ticket prices for the games, I'm looking at a list of the schedule that we got here and the ticket price. I mean, you got 50, 16, 28, 25, 19, 19, just random games. So fairly reasonable. Even the the big game we talked about that we put put that the wager on Auburn and uh Washington. I mean, sixty dollar tickets. But you know what the price for the Notre Dame Michigan game is? Uh just let me guess. Oh, like one ten. Four hundred and twenty dollars. <laughs> yeah, those are I mean it's two it's two storied programs. I mean both probably have some of the biggest fan bases. Yeah, Michigan, around Mich- the world. yeah, Notre Dame international team, Michigan, just that stadium and the amount of people they pack in there. So yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's a hot ticket. So moving on, last one we will fi- finish out with, of course, the number one team in the nation, number one Alabama versus Louisville. I think Alabama wins this. Uh, it's not even close. I think they win by 24 points. I know Louisville has kind of talked some smack, came out this past week. One of their old linemen said, we can dominate Alabama's defensive line. So in other words, you just added about 10, 15 more points yeah, well, to well, your loss. What well, was that team the other year that was like, we want Bama? Yeah, I can't remember. Everybody it's keeps, the same thing. It's everybody the same keeps thing. trying Alabama and – that's why keep your mouth shut, stay humble. Don't give them any more artillery or motivation because they don't need it. It's already going to be game one of the season. They're going to come out firing. One thing I want to add, add about Alabama, uh, a couple minutes before the show, I saw some breaking news. I don't know if it's been confirmed yet, but I'm going to report it anyway. <laughs> Let's hear it. 
Jalen Hurts is not starting tomorrow, uh, which I kind of knew this was. It, it was it was coming. I, I think that's the obvious choice. Yeah, two is going to be the quarterback. Well, supposedly he is kind of in the doghouse. Jalen Hurts is. He held a players only meeting during the week, and only half the team showed up. Mm. So it looks like the locker the team split, which that's not something you really want. I. That doesn't surprise me because, okay, yeah, you played with this guy all last season. At the same time, I feel like you got to go with the guy who won you a championship. Exactly. Because, Jalen, if you would have stayed in, y'all might not have scored. (laughs) No. Like, Georgia had you guys figured out. Kirby Smart had a perfect game plan. Had y'all figured out. But it's almost – so, you I was kind of like, why would he be in the doghouse as far as from Nick Saban? Well, for one, I think he would be in the doghouse because – you kind of, I'm sure he has a sense like the team's kind of split on who they want as a quarterback. We both been on football teams. You know what quarterback you want. Mm-hmm. And as I, far as I, yeah, the team. I've been in a dual system too. I've had yeah. two quarterbacks running at the same time. Yeah, you. So you know what you want, and I think Al, uh, Nick Saban knows this about his team. He kind of sensed that they're kind of split. So if you call this players only meeting, and now the team physically is split, so it's one of those like. Now you can look at guys like, in the locker room. You can look and at say, like, oh, oh, so you didn't come to my meeting. You were, yeah, you weren't in that meeting. Like, damn, you like, you must not have my back. You must be riding with him. So I think that's why he would be in the doghouse. Because you know how Nick Saban is. He likes a, a tight ship. Nothing gets out. Um, but, it. hey, we're, we're going to see. I kind of wish Georgia was playing him earlier in the season to kind of – because we all know by if we play him again, it's going to be the SEC championship game. And yeah. They're going to be well warmed up then. Oh yeah, so, <laughs> but I yeah I got Alabama by at least twenty four points. Yeah, I think I think that's that's pretty fair. Um, yeah, this isn't going to be a game, and I, I do like Alabama coming in ranked number one. What is Clemson ranked at? Two, because you got Georgia at three. Clemson's ranked at two. Yeah, they got to put Bam at one, man. I mean, I know. I just, everybody's picking Clemson to win. And my question to you. Well, I've, to be honest, one and two are interchangeable. My question to you is Clemson has a freshman quarterback. Well, uh, Trevor Lawrence isn't going to start. He's not starting. No. I think he might because play more. If you look on every sports page there is, that's I mean, where the all real, the talk is. He's the real deal, yeah. And that's for all the talk is. So you, you don't Dabo, think you don't think he plays? He's going to play. I think not, he plays. Kinda. You, do you think he starts at all this season? Do you think there's a shift after game four or five to where he takes over this team and leads him to the promised land? See, I would think he would, but but it's like it's like Jalen Hurts last year with Alabama. Like you never even thought about making that change. Until you had your back against but, the wall. But Tua wasn't. Tua had some hype. Some hype. I'm saying this kid, I've been hearing about him for two years. Yeah. And you go on ESPN's front page the other day, click on college football, there's a big article about him. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it just depends on how the team's playing, I feel like. I mean, if it ain't broke, they don't don't fix it. Because I think Clemson will run through their schedule pretty handily, even without Trevor Lawrence. 
I don't know though. I I, I it, think it's a tough question. I think I, by I'm the, glad I don't have to do that. I think by the end of the season, it's his team. I think there's no way it's not. I think they his should give team. it to him now. Yeah, me let, too. let him learn on the fly. So when games do count, when you're playing the Bamas, the Florida State, yeah, later in the season, I agree. He's going to have some experience. I, I've always been that way. I throw the freshman in there. Yeah, this is not the NFL. The NFL, I think the exact opposite. Yeah, let let, yeah, let the let guy sit for a year, two years. College, let him go get experience. And that's everybody's picking Clemson as like this sure thing. And I don't know. I think if they're not starting Trevor Lawrence, I think there's a little more doubt. They might run through their schedule easy. But how all these experts are picking them to just run away with the championship, I think they got a tiny quarterback controversy on their hands. Believe uh, believe me, Trevor Lawrence is going to be ready as far as they're going to keep him pretty. It's not going to be like, all right, you're the backup now. You kind of help us run scout. All right, that's what we're doing. No, he's going he's gonna to be in the huddle, the first team huddle pretty often. But you know there's a difference between playing and sitting on the sidelines. There is. Hey, let him screw it up. And I hope they screw it up when, that's what if I'm we saying. play him. <laughs> like, let, let him get out there early. Cause that's how they want to do it, I guess. I don't know. I'm. I don't think Clemson's as as locked in as a lot of people think. I think they're making playoffs, but the amount of people that had them win the championship, I think they could win the championship if they pick the right quarterback. And that's all. All I'll all I'll say about that. All right. So moving on. You know, usually at this time of the show we do like a last call. Yeah. So. I kind of want to switch it up this week. I don't think we've done this yet for this season, as far as this college football season. I'm going to put you on the spot right here. I want you to pick your four, your four playoff teams, and I also want to pick your winner and okay. the, the final score. No, I'm just playing. I just want your four <laughs> teams and like your winner. Kind of how the, the 43 experts, they needed to add two more to make it an even 45. So we're the two experts, Okay, and we're going to let you guys in on – our little closing segment here. Man, this so I'm is putting, tough. Yeah, I'm putting you first on the spot. I want you to give me a little something. Who you think? Yeah, okay. So this is tough. Because just off the top of my head, I want to go to SEC schools. But like I said earlier in the show, I don't know if they're going to put both teams from the SEC championship in. I think there's got to be that perfect storm. Let me just talk through this real quick. I'm not <laughs> just going to be able to go one, two, three, four. Let me talk through this. I don't think Wisconsin's up there. I think that's a stretch. Uh, I mean, I'm just looking at some of these picks. I'm not feeling Ohio State. Not feeling Penn State. Somebody's got Michigan State up here. Definitely not feeling Sleep. Michigan State. Not really feeling Michigan either. All right, here's my pick. And I'm not wild about it. (laughs) But I'm going just my playoff teams. Clemson, Bama, Georgia, Washington. All right, I can see that. You went with the two SEC teams. But... It's, yeah, it's, I think I'm, I'll am i be eating my words at the end because I think those are the two SEC championship teams. 
And I think it's up to the committee to decide, do we put both of these teams in? I think if they both go undefeated and there's just the one loss, committee could put both in. But I think it's a bad look. Like I said, last year it wasn't, I don't know. It's it's a tough call. It's a tough call. But I'm going to go two SEC teams, Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, Washington. I know I just said Clemson's not as locked in as everybody thinks. I still think they make the playoffs. I'm just, I wish they'd get this quarterback thing figured out. Winning it all. This is where it's tough. Because mm-hmm. if I was putting money on it, I kind of want to say Bama. I mean, yeah. I mean, I can't blame you. I mean, if you're putting money on it, man. I saw what Tua did in that championship game in one half and in overtime. I also really like George's offense. But we lost. Oh, oh so you're saying it's going to be a rematch? I don't know if it's going to be a rematch. I'm, okay. just, I'm just talking it out in terms of what I like, what I don't like. Like, I saw what Tua did in Alabama's nasty. But George's offense, I don't think, is missing out on much. I think we recovered. We still have from. I'm still really like our running backs for this year, even though we lost – Sonny Michelle and Nick Chubb. I still love our running back core that we got. But we we lost we lost something on defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't deny that. Screw it. I'm going to go. <laughs> well, I guess it all depends on how they seeded the playoffs. Right. Yeah, I mean, I will tell you this: they won't put Alabama and Georgia to uh, play again. Yeah, in in the first round of yeah, playoffs. It, yeah, it won't be one and four or two and three. They'll they'll split them up because they won't have them play back to back. Yeah, I think I think Georgia beats Washington, Clemson beats Bama, Georgia beats Clemson. Hey, Georgia Clemson hey. championship, SEC ACC bout. Georgia walks away just because of the experience on the offensive end. I like that. I like that. I like that. It's, I'm scared though. <laughs> I'm scared. I wish we could. I wish we could lock this up in a vault and then like I know at the end of the season, like kind of run through our predictions. But um, all right. My four is I got Clemson at one, Georgia at two, Wisconsin at three, and four. I got Washington. So you got Wisconsin in there. I do. Yeah. I I think the only reason why I have them I. For one, I have all four teams undefeated. Okay. I don't. I, yeah, I don't have any of them losing the game. So, do you have Georgia beating Bama in an SEC championship? Beating, both teams undefeated. Beating Bama, both teams undefeated. But because Washington and Wisconsin are undefeated, I think that'll slide in there. Yeah. Don't hit. But if if it doesn't, that will be mass chaos. Yeah. Because if Washington's undefeated, they're deserving. They're I, Pac-12 champs. They deserve to go. No, I think what Washington does. Or even now, if, I'm if, not, if I'm Wisconsin's not to, undefeated, yeah. they're Big Ten champs, they deserve Yeah, I agree. I think I'm not trying to jack your segment. Okay, yeah, if Wisconsin's undefeated, I think they get in over Bama. If Wisconsin has a loss in the regular season but wins the their conference championship, now you're, and then Bama loses in the SEC championship 
and they each have one loss. There's more of a conversation. Then I think Bama gets it over Wisconsin every day too. of the week. Yeah. I but, too. okay, but, yeah, your scenario, go go back. Wisconsin's yes. undefeated. They're, they're in there. Yeah, so I have one, two, three, four. So, yeah, Clemson meets Washington. Uh, I think that'll be somewhat of an easy game. <laughs> Georgia beats Wisconsin. That's a ground-and-pound game, kind of a um, lot of defense in that. People get bruises. So it'll be Clemson and Georgia in the national championship. And I think it's kind of what happens. I, I think uh, kind of what happened this past year. I think we shut down their quarterback and Dabo gets desperate and calls on Trevor Lawrence, but it doesn't work out because Georgia's ready for it, ready for anything. And I think we win the national championship and we're 2019 national champions, baby. One of many. Man, so this is kind of anticlimactic. So we have the same championship game. Yeah. Same outcome, just like we did for the Super Bowl, too. Yeah, that's true. Man, I know I've been told we need to go at each other more. Disagree more. But yeah, I I can see it happening. Again, our playoffs are different because I don't know if Wisconsin's going to run the table through the whole season. We'll see. I mean, hell. All four of our teams could lose tomorrow. So, but hey, man, we get to watch it. Um, it's going to be fun. I mean, that's I've said this time and time and again. It's the my favorite time of year. I know we're talking about college this week, but hey, guess what? Next week we got your Falcons on a Thursday night. That's going to be fun. NFL starting up next week. Yep. So, so. I guess that's been our college football. Um. Pre pregame, college we football pregame, pregame college football tailgate episode. The tailgate, yeah. Um, that that was it. This was a, a fun episode, kind of just running straight through. Don't get to do that very often. So we'll say we got this week. Let's say get some college football this weekend. Next week we're gonna come out. Uh, first off, before I get too far ahead, I do want to give a little shout out tonight. We're recording this Friday. This is going to come out here Saturday, September 1st. Right now, I want to give a shout-out to Utah State, man. Are they making right, it a game? Right now, they're playing Michigan State. Michigan Which, State's ranked number 11. And they were in some of our uh, experts. Yeah, some of our experts the had them in playoffs. It's uh, 55 seconds left in the third quarter. And the score is Michigan State 27, Utah State 24. Oh wow! So, so they, yeah, they are hanging in there. Utah State actually had the lead just before halftime. Michigan State took it back, but uh, Michigan State got up by two scores, and Utah's coming, still staying within striking distance. So, just shout out to Utah State. This is what makes makes college football fun. Um, these kind of crazy games, these upsets that are aren't really supposed to happen. So, shout out Utah State. But like I said. This was a fun show looking at the college football season, just running straight through next week. We're going to cover NFL right before week one. So podcast will be out next Thursday and then uh, actually going to be taking a week off. Yeah. Cause I'll be overseas. I'll be, uh, he's going on duty, go, going back to the motherland, <laughs> which is Ireland. <laughs> <laughs> going to be over in a, in Ireland with with the the rents and the wife, so 
We'll actually take a week off, but we are going to put out some week one NFL predictions for next week's episode. So be on the lookout for that. KK, one more time, tell the people where they can find us. Find us on Twitter at Ballers on Tap. Also, for you Stitcher folks, you can find us on Stitcher. Well, for the Android folks, find <laughs> us on Stitcher, uh, Ballers on Tap. Apple Podcasts, Ballers on Tap. Or just visit our website, www.ballersontap.com. Dot com, not dot gov, not dot co-op, dot com. That being said, KK, any parting words? Speak now forever. Hold your peace. Anything you just want to throw out there? I just want to say, man, back home I go by KK and I hit dingers. <laughs> oh, can't can't end it. Any, I don't think that's going to get old the rest of the baseball season. Oh heck no! That's gonna be that's gonna be for a while. You're gonna get that tatted out. You see, he's been hanging out with everybody. He's a celebrity. Now. Yeah, I'm gonna get. He's at the Yankees in the Yankees dugout. He's everywhere. Tatted down the back of my triceps. I hit dingers. <laughs> so, all right. Well, that's KK. I'm Ekels. He spoke now. He didn't hold his peace. I'll hold my peace. This has been Ballers on Tap.